It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, welcome to week 11 of Rams All Access. As I'm sure you can tell, I am not J.B. Long. Travis <laughs> sitting in for J.B. Long today. As always, DeMarco Farr is here. I'm excited to get, you know, I get to talk to you every week. We yeah. talk uh, We talk on Thursdays on the Travis Slee Show. You and I talk every Sunday for a Rams game, but then we get to chew on this a little bit. I'm pretty pumped up about we it. We get to have some fun. I wish the record was a little bit better. Which yeah. Three and six. Yeah, this yeah. has been, um, this is new territory, right? For, yeah. for the Rams under Sean McVay, this is... A new thing that from the moment he showed up when when he first got the job, Rams have been good. Even the one season they didn't make the playoffs, they still won more games than they lost. This is new, it's new chartered, uncharted territory for. Oh him. no doubt. I mean, I remember when he took over and he changed the culture, got this team into contention, and then into the Super Bowl, and then ultimately won it. But like you said, everybody that's been in this business that stays in this business mm-hmm. long enough is going to go through something like this. So uh, this will be a true test of your coaching ability not just x's and o's getting the ball into the end zone how do you keep a team together through all this stuff yeah it was interesting I, you know i heard a quote from raheem morris where he's saying listen don't tell sean i said this knowing that he would get back but he's been a little spoiled that he came in and he's uh-huh. had really good teams he's had really good players he's been relatively lucky with the injury bug and now all of a sudden you get just the worst injury luck possible and like you said demarco this is the NFL, not for long, right? That, oh, that yeah. If you're good, enjoy it because there's no guarantee you're going to continue to be good. And now the Rams are at that point where, hey, we've got to figure out what's coming next. Oh, yeah. When I when I talk to people that are new to the business, new to the football team, and they say, wow, this kind of stinks, I just kind of give them the, the stiff one eye and just go like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Imagine 10 years of this. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Imagine 10 years of Let this. Let me take you on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. Right, right, Have you right. ever heard of and start yeah. running it down? But uh, like the embryo stage of every championship team is built on one play, one game. I remember when we first got here. Remember when Andrew Whitworth chased that guy into the end zone? I do, vividly. It was a dead play. That was a message to the fan base and to the other team and to his own team. This is different. So. You're constantly looking for that spark. It could happen at any time. Hopefully it happens this Sunday in New Orleans. All right, so we got the Saints who are going through a really tough game or a tough season so far this year. The Rams are kind of in a weird spot. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming up on uh, Sunday morning. Kickoff is at 10 o'clock. The Buffalo Wild Wings count on a kickoff. Kirk Morrison, Travis Rogers get you going at 8 o'clock featuring DeMarco Farr every week. Matthew Stafford got cleared for f- uh, full practice yesterday. Yes. Participated in practice yesterday. Um, we going to see him? They, they, they haven't said officially, Sean McVay said, if he's good to go, he will go. Feels like, DeMarco, that the season is in a weird spot where mathematically you have a chance to go to the playoffs, but yeah. realistically it's, you know, one in, what is it, one in 25 chance, something like that. Um, do you think we're going to see number well, nine? Well, look, I think you have to go for it if you're Sean McVay you, because that's your team. I mean, once you start waving the white flag, your players will two and then it's it, it's been rough it'll be a bad season if that happens so look I, if Matthew Stafford is able to play and and going to play two different things I'll believe it when I see it 
I really will. Um, it's been tough. Now, think about it. You're, how many different lime combinations have we been through? Ten? This will be the 10th game, and it will be the 10th different combination. And you've basically knocked out two quarterbacks. Stafford and Wolford is banged up right now. Mm-hmm. So I would be a little surprised if Matthew Stafford took snaps in New Orleans. Ooh. On the road versus that defense. Pretty good defense coming at you. It's going to be loud. They still don't like you. They're still mad about that P.I. call or the non-call. You know, the last time they were there. I know. So we're going back into the Lions Den with a makeshift offensive line. So that's what I'm saying. All that being considered, and some of those guys are still on that defense. Sure. Demario Davis is still there. Cam Jordan is still there. I'd be a little surprised if Matthew Stafford went out there and, and played quarterback. I, I want to go back to Stafford in a second, but Emily told me that this morning that the last time the Rams were in New Orleans was the NFC Championship game. That. The Rams won. Jared Goff hits the big play towards the end of the half to kind of, okay, we're, we're still in this. Greg Zerline kicks a couple of bomb field goals to send it to overtime. They ultimately end up winning it in overtime. But, of course, Nikel Roby Coleman oh. hits Tommy Lee Lewis a little early. <laughs> <laughs> a little early. Huh? I'm yeah. going to describe it as a little early. That was about as bad as bad can be, right? I mean, come on. What's going through your head when that happened? I'm looking for the trap door like a Brazilian <laughs> soccer official. Because I'm standing right by the goalpost. I can hear these people. And I'm like within 15 yards of the play. And when it happened, I'm like, oh, you guys aren't going to call that? I'm like, oh my God, how can you not call that? Yeah. Right. And even though it benefited us, I'm like, oh, that's so bad. And then I'm like, oh, this is getting dangerous. Really. I mean, it really got dangerous in there. Sean Payton coming down the sideline screaming. It got the people, the fans all riled up. It was crazy. It was one of those calls. Bad calls are a part of sports. Happens all the time. Is there one beyond bad? But then there's something like that that makes you go, what's going on? Dude. Okay, so from my vantage point, right? What's going on here? So there was an official that actually had his hand on the flag, and he was getting ready to pull it, but the back judge didn't. So he took his hand off. And it's the back judge's call to make. So they got caught in between. That. Who's going to make that? Did you see that? I'm like, wow, that was so obvious, but you missed it. Thank God. That's what I'm thinking. It was shocking in the moment. Yeah. And do you think there's still bad? I mean, obviously there's bad feelings for the players because they lost a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they really have never been the same since. That that. that that run of Saints football, they'd gone to the Super Bowl, Drew Brees, uh, they, they were a good team. And they were a team that you knew you're going to have to deal with every single season. Since then, it's kind of trailed off a little bit. As It's the NFL. It happens all the time. But knowing that your last best shot got kind of stolen from you, oh yeah, that's going to leave a bad you taste. You never forget that. You're looking for some get back. I'm still looking for Tracy Ferguson, the girl who cheated me in the sixth grade. <laughs> What did she do to you? We were sprinting, and she cut in front of me like Zola Bud and knocked me down. Yeah, I'm was serious. Was she not wearing shoes like Zola Bud? No, I mean, but I was going to win. We were going to win. Our group, she cut in front of me. I fell, and we lost, and they, like, carried her off. This, Why did you let her get in front of you in the first place? She cheated. She's faster than you. I, I, we already took off, and she cut me off. It's crazy. But, yeah, like the NFL, I mean, your memory is short, but it's long, too, especially when you get hosed like that. And I don't remember. How good was New Orleans that year? They were in the NFC Championship. They had to have been pretty darn good. Did they have a shot at winning the Super Bowl? I mean, if you're in the NFC Championship, don't you have a shot at winning the Super Bowl? Well, the New York Giants, I guess they won with Eli, too. Right? Well, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was their best shot at winning or going to a Super Bowl. They were 13-3. Yeah. See, that's what I needed. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. They were good, too. So, yeah, you got hosed there. But, I mean, look, Greg Zerline... I remember that thing going through the uprights, and I told the guys on the microphone. What was it, like a 58-yarder? We're going to Atlanta, boys. We're going to Atlanta, boys. Absolutely. But yeah, the the, the get-back is real in New Orleans. All right. So, oddly enough, this, this actually sets up pretty well, because 
the Rams end up going to the Super Bowl that year, Super Bowl 53, and they play the Patriots in Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Did you see the trailer this morning for 80 for Brady? Man. <laughs> because that's the Super Bowl that that's set at. That's if I'm, that game? I'm, Emily, am I right? No. That's the one. There's That Super Bowl's in Atlanta. It's Tom Brady as a Patriot in Atlanta. That's that game. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm so excited. To, until then, I didn't know. Oh, I can't did, go see that did movie Did you now. watch the trailer? I did. Okay. I love everybody in that movie. So, look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the movie isn't about the Rams trip. Maybe this is some fictional Super Bowl. It's the one against Atlanta. Just focus on what's important. James. Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, and Lily Tomlin. I, I, I'll go with you. We can go see I, I'm it together. I'm going with you. You you never age out of your heat, right? <laughs> I don't if you're think. hot once, you're hot forever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm there. Look, no doubt. I, I, I'm not saying that I've done this, so I, I, I have plausible deniability. I'm not saying I've done this, but there may be a gif or two of Sally Field as Gidget that I've sent to some friends along the years. Absolutely. I'm just Wait. saying that that may be out there. Why didn't I get one? <laughs> Where's my Check gift? your phone. Thank you very much. Says that it, hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't shown up right now. No, I... It, it, Football movies are, they can be really, really good yeah. and they can be not so good. But a football movie with a bunch of 80 year old women, I'm all in. I'm I, I never thought I'd say it, but I am. I want to see it. Game. Bring it on. Absolutely. So Matthew Stafford is concussion protocol. We're still waiting to find out exactly whether or not he's going to play on Sunday afternoon or not. We'll get to that coming up next on Rams All Access on 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back to Rams All Access. Travis Rogers sitting in for J.B. Long. I gotta, you know what? J.B. needs to take one of those Pac-12 games off. I want to go try my hand to call a little college basketball or baseball. I want to see if he can hook me up with something like you that. You really want that to be a part of your life? Yeah. I mean, I want to. I, I want to try it. I, I, I just I want to give it a shot at somewhere along the line. Demarco Farr, of course, is here like he is every single week, and uh, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving. We just finished up with Halloween and. You know one of the things that freaks me out a little bit? Imagine saying something into a microphone into the, the audience and then five minutes later hearing the same thing from a different microphone. And it's universally loved. <laughs> yes. 100%. Just, I'm just saying that sometimes that happens. I apologize. I, I, I am usually the guilty one at home of tuning out. Can, so do, do you have this skill? Yeah. So this this happened to me last night. Um, Susan gets home from work. but She's a, she's a nurse. Uh, she's an ICU um, RN. And she comes home and she's like, telling me about her day and how these kid, the, the, this kid had this thing and this kid had the other thing. And it's been a long day and she was kind of running around all day. And, and, and I'm not reacting to it, but I'm hearing it. Oh, yeah. Right? So I'm hearing the whole, she goes, you're not even listening to me. And 
if I'm being honest, I probably wasn't listening the way that she would have liked me to listen, but I did hear it and I was able to regurgitate it all back to her. Oh, yeah. That's a bad move. That's a win, though. That's a win. <laughs> it's a win. It's a short term win for a long term loss. Oh, you lost the war, <laughs> but it's it's a great win for do, the battle. Do you pull that move? Oh, too? my God. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Hey, I will drop in on your conversation <laughs> as you're speaking to me. I will drop in just to get key points so I can regurgitate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but then not, I'm going back. Just spit him back at you the other yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it happens occasionally. <laughs> oh, Matthew Stafford. DeMarco. Is the Matthew Stafford going to play? What is that so voice, That Morales? is yeah. Chris's impression of me talking about anything Rams related. Because Chris gives me a hard time for being a Rams homer. And in particular, a quarterback or a Rams quarterback homer that before Matthew Stafford was here was, oh, Jared Goff, you're yeah. the greatest. And now it's turned into Matthew Stafford. Okay. All right. So is Matthew Stafford, do you think he plays on Sunday? He got He's out of the protocol. He was a full participant at practice. And Sean McVay said that if he can, he will. Here we are Thursday you know, afternoon. Game's coming up in a couple of days. Do you think we're going to see him? You know what? It's look. It's anybody's guess right now. Would it be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I mean, coaches. It's gamesmanship. Mm. You keep New Orleans guessing. Uh, we're not sure what we're going to do offensively, so they have to prepare for Bryce Perkins, Wolford, and Matthew Stafford. So it just keeps the defensive side up most of the night trying to game plan. But I would be surprised when you think about really? it. Right? This would be your tenth offensive line combination 10 for 10 so you've been starting third stringers for the most part if you're lucky there's been some fourth stringers in there and some of those guys were responsible for knocking matthew stafford out the first time Mm. literally and figuratively Mm -hmm. and then wolford is hurt i don't know why i would put my best asset on the field on the road in new orleans against the defense that's pretty darn good at getting after the quarterback is it? I don't even like to ask this question out loud because it. it I, I know you're I, trying I, to I win. Know, I know what yeah. the. I know what the truth of it is, Demarco. But there's eight games left in this season. Yeah. Have, have have they already gotten into that? Hey, listen. Let's be cautious about what's going to happen in 2023. Let's get to evaluation periods. Let's figure out who who we like, who maybe we like a little bit less, and start making some of those determinations. Because to your point, they're not dead mathematically you know weird you're stuff still defending champs you're yeah. still the defending champs people pay their money to come see these games these there are guys on this team that are playing for future spots and that balancing of where you are in reality you're a three and six team and really have not played well all season long but you still got half your season left you still have a heartbeat you know as far as a playoff position goes that balance has to be really challenging well this is the cool thing about especially this franchise because the team isn't moving so you can afford to be honest now. Mm. It, look, you kind of know what's happening. If you don't play Matthew Stafford, I don't think anybody's going to be that upset with you. I think they would be mad if you put him out there. Interesting. Because he could get hurt, and you might miss him for next season. So until you can fix what's going on up front, I'd protect him at all costs. So if he wants to play, and I'm sure he does. He's a competitor. I'm not sure if his wife wants him to play mm-hmm. uh, with some of her comments. But sure. if I do put Matthew Stafford out there, then the ball's coming out quick. The game plan is going to be very simple. Screen left, screen right, three-step drop, get the ball out. The last thing I'm going to try to do is drop him back to seven in New Orleans yeah. against that pass rush without Cooper Cup on the other end. That's the other part, yeah. right? That you're The one thing on offense that has been... With a guy that doesn't scramble. Yeah, he's not mobile, Yeah, and he's not a guy that's going to extend the play. Could you run some... I'll come back to this in a second, but... 
This is a team that's struggling to move the ball, struggling to score points with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was the what, 38% of the offense going into that Arizona game. That's an astronomically high number. Now he's gone behind a battered offensive line with the rest of your offensive weapons being somewhere between mediocre to less than that so far this season. It does not sound like a great recipe to go out there and try to score a bunch of points and, and, and win games. It just I, I just can't see the path to it. Well, you want to try to get Ws. I get that. That's what Stafford was brought here to do. Not just win championships, but to to win games, period, and, and win championships by winning games. But, I mean, if you want to force-feed Allen Robinson, absolutely. But to your point, the eval period has begun. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you'd, you'd be dumb not to. Uh, you'd be looking into 2023. Who's going to be here? Who's not? Uh, some of these guys, like Greg Gaines, like Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, all these guys are going to become free agents. Uh, Sean Robinson. Uh, it's about pick sacks and tackles for loss now. That is currency. Mm. So, look, you can't worry about what your offense is doing on one side. You have to worry about yourself on the defensive side. So that's kind of where you are at 3-6. and six. I have a theory. Can I lay it on you? Go ahead. When you go all in, your your the best case scenario is you you spend draft capital you spend actual money and you maybe buy players that are a little bit older than than somebody that's going to be here for a six seven year window maybe it's a two three year window and if everything breaks exactly right you win a championship okay Rams just won a championship and then what happens after that is there's the season after that which is okay right maybe you make the playoffs or you just miss you're a first round exit think kind of what tampa was a year ago right mm-hmm. they, they were in it but they i don't know if anybody really thought they were a threat to win the super bowl again last year and it's just you're in it but you're not dangerous like you are previously and then it starts to really kind of deteriorate after that and now all of those all that expense that you use, draft picks and money and older players, I got to pay that bill eventually. I don't have a yeah. draft pick here. I know that guy's aged out. He's not the player that he was. This guy isn't paying the the the, the way that it used to. And you got to go through a couple of years to you know accumulate draft picks and find out which guys work and maybe get a little younger, maybe get a little cheaper, and then you start to build it up again. Is in in the weirdest way possible. Is this good news that the Rams skipped that middle part? That they went from the title to right back to hey we got to re- we got to restock the cover oh yeah that, that we've skipped that you ba- basically what I'm saying is we've skipped the last couple of Laker seasons where we just won one and we're continuing to try to chase it and do it again with the core pieces here but it's not going to happen so let's, so no death rattle you went right to you rebuilding just, you just went from okay. championship to hey this team's not what it needs to be let's start thinking about what comes then next. you tell me do you think your fan base has patience because you just gave them a we world championship won, right you Wouldn't just gave they, a world the championship. patience i would assume is as high as it's ever going to be if i judge off twitter there are some people that that want to fire mcveigh now you just won a Super Bowl with the guy. Now he can't coach. Yeah, that's... You've seen this before, right? I have, and yeah. those, to me, DeMarco, are easy to dismiss. Uh, of course. Right? Because yeah. that, that that's a crazy thing to consider, that, that he to fire him, to whatever. I, that, that one's easy. But the, the harder part is, hey, listen, this may be a rough season. There might be another one coming soon, but the sooner we accept the reality of where we are and what we have, the sooner we can get good again, whether it's yeah. in 2024, 2025, or whatever. But the longer we pretend that this group is the group, the the, the further into the future the actual group gets. It's kind of like the Lakers when I think about Super it. Super similar. It's, it's, you know what needs to be done. It's just what can you do? Because you can't rebuild through the draft, not the way you're currently constructed, unless you start moving people. 
So who who are your most valuable pieces moving forward? What can I get in return so I can start rebuilding? One of the the, the people you cannot replace is Matthew Stafford. Sure. You do not have a first-round quarterback nope. waiting in the wings. Nope. That is your guy. So I think you need to protect him. That is paramount, which means that's why I keep saying I'd be surprised if I saw him on the road. Shocked on AstroTurf I, in their house. That would good, be weird. Good defense. Yeah, but if you do, game plan is to protect him, number one. Is, is, yeah. is that not a weird message for the guys that are out there? That's the tightrope that – tightrope surgery cooper cup yeah but that's the type rope that sean mcveigh is is walking and the the brass is walking because you have to keep everyone motivated and goal oriented but you also have to be smart with your number one asset and everybody's watching mm-hmm. and and everybody's too smart you can't fool you can't fool jalen ramsey no you can't fool aaron donald no. they know so that's where sean mcveigh is in 2022 what do you tell him well matthew stafford wants to play if he wants to play put him out there but what if you make the other decision? What if you make the decision, hey, this is this is in none of our best interests, but Jalen Ramsey's gonna play, Aaron Donald's gonna play, you know, the the rest of these guys are gonna go, Allen Robinson's gonna play, these guys that are, you know, especially Donald and Ramsey, important parts of a championship team, important parts about what you're gonna be doing going forward. And look, we're gonna protect them, but you guys go out there and give me everything you got. That's, oh yeah. That's a tricky part. Uh, I've seen something like this happen before where the team is not necessarily wave the white flag, but you know they're preparing for the future, and mm-hmm. then suddenly guys come up with backaches. Right. Or I can't go, mm-hmm. or I'm sick, or this or that. And then guys start playing less. But that's when I heard Bobby Wagner talking about, you can choose to fight. Yeah. You can choose to stay in it. So as long as you have guys like him in that locker room, the the standard bearers, the the tempo setters, you have no choice but to play and play hard. I want to come back to Bobby Wagner here in a little bit because it it, it kind of sucks. He's been really good this year. Oh, yeah. He's been terrific, and it's just kind of a footnote because the team has struggled the way that it is. So we'll have that conversation about Bobby Wagner. I think that his his impact on this team has been way under the radar, and he, he, he's been more than advertised, so I'm excited to talk about him. Plus, I saw something that just kind of made me – you know, I, I get it. As sports fans, we react to all this stuff, and, and more often than not, we overreact to this stuff. But this idea that Sean McVay should stop calling plays to Marco, <laughs> it just it's like, come on, man. We – I know that we're emotional, but are we really that emotional? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know how people are. That's Our, great. Armchair quarterbacks <laughs> and coordinators. Armchair tweeters now, too. <laughs> right. We're not even just saying it from our, our living rooms. We're posting it online. We'll get to all of that coming up on Rams All Access on 710 ESPN. You are listening to Rams All Access on 710 ESPN. My name is Travis Rogers. I'm with DeMarco Farr. JP will be back with you next week as well. And let's kind of get into Bobby Wagner because it it feels like a lifetime ago, DeMarco, but Rams win the Super Bowl, have the parade, and then, uh, of course, the draft comes up, free agency comes up, and the Rams were incredibly active in free agency. You get Allen Robinson, you get Bobby Wagner, and it's, okay, here, here we go. The good times are going to keep rolling. You got these star players. Hasn't quite worked out for that. Uh, Allen Robinson, you and I have talked a lot about um, over the season, his inability to kind of really get, you know, just jump started with that offense. But let's spend a little time talking about Bobby Wagner. Because they haven't won a ton of games, it feels to me like Bobby Wagner's performance this year isn't getting the credit it deserves because when we watch these games 
he's all over the field, and he is exactly the player I remember seeing in Seattle with the Rams, only it's not quite having that impact because the team's not winning. No, I, you're right, but he is making impact plays. I think the thing that jumps out to me is the three sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're second on the team in sacks, I mean, you're a middle linebacker, you're not expected to be a pass rush threat, but he is. He got a sack at versus Arizona just this past week, but he's doing everything you thought Bobby Wagner would do. On the field and off. Uh, I did talk to a few guys. I talked to Aaron Donald at training camp, mm. and I asked him, what, what's it like to have Bobby Wagner? He says he's the best inside linebacker I've ever played with. Wow. Yeah, he's a guy that can make all the plays that an inside backer should make, plus more. He can go above and beyond. And how fast he can pick up the defense. And I talked to another guy who's not a starter. He said he was shocked at how fast that guy became a brother. Oh, really? It was in a day. Like, it seemed like he'd been here 10 years. How do you do that? When, when you've been, not only been in the league for a long time, but so closely identified with one specific team, the Legion of Boom, a Super Bowl caliber team, and not only that, a team in your own division. And a team that, you know, you've been running down the guys that you're teammates with now all of a sudden. How do you kind of juice that to become one of the guys that quickly? Uh, even more so, McVay used to attack him when he was in Seattle yeah. with running backs, but... You know, real recognizes real, and you understand Mm. when you see special, when you see a Hall of Famer. They're just different type guys. So when they're down to earth and you can speak to those guys, it seems like you've been with them forever. And that guy just got here. Bobby Wagner's one of those guys. The the defense has been good this year. I don't know if it's been great. It's been good. But what we haven't seen from them, from Aaron Donald, from Bobby Wagner, from Jalen Ramsey, we, we've seen plays and we've seen moments and we've seen some games here and there. Haven't been able to get into the end zone yet. We haven't seen them have those plays where, especially this year, because the offense has struggled the way that it has, how important is it over the last eight games or so that you find just those big plays, whether it's giving you a really short field, whether it's maybe getting in the end zone, a scoop and score, a pick six. Can you kind of try to juice that, force that, or is that a way to give up big plays going the other That's way? That's the first thing Bobby Wagner said after the game was uh, that they were giving the defense credit and they were piling on the offense. And he said, hey, look, we could do a better job in takeaways. We could take the ball away more. We could score on our own. So there's a lot more this defense can do. And is is this defense great in my opinion? I think it's very, very good, but it has stretches to where it kind of – like Arizona ran the football on mm-hmm. and, and punched it in when when it mattered the most in the game. So there's there's something out there, left out there for the defense to improve. Uh, but is, if this offense was 50% better than what it is right now, this defense probably would be top three. Yeah, I I don't mean to make excuses for the defense because, like you said, there are things that they could be better at at certain times. But when you're out on the field as as often as they are, when you, you know, you and I were talking about this when we did a show earlier this week, that by the time you sit down on the bench and have your sip of water, it's like, okay, hey, you guys got to go back out there again. That you can only do that so many times over the course of a game and a season before it's like, hey, guys, I got to get a little something from the other side so I can catch my breath, get right, and just get ready to go do this again. Oh, yeah, but nobody on offense. The offensive line, you know, blew the coverage versus San Francisco that allowed Kittle to score. No one on the O-line was out there when Debo Samuels ran through you. No one on the offensive line was out there when John Connor ran it in from nine yards out. Mm-hmm. So that's all on the defense. So they could be a lot better. They, they can improve. I mean, they're great stat-wise, but during games, they can be better. And one of the ways that we can quantify that is takeaways. If you want to make it easier on your offense, take the ball away. Set them up in, in favorable field position. Give them easy scores. Get their confidence up. And who knows, 
when they do have to receive a kickoff and drive the length of the field. If they're confident, they may surprise you. What happens when you try to force that issue? What happens when you say, like, I'm going to try to get the ball. I'm going to try to get the picks. I'm going to try to force oh, you'll give takeaways. Up big plays. You I know. was going to say, there's some risk involved in that. You'll, yeah? you'll give up some big plays. I mean, look, everybody on the defense is playing the defense cold, and they're doing a great job. I know some people hate what Rob, Raheem Morris calls that umbrella defense, bend mm-hmm. but don't break, but it's a great strategy. Uh, let's see how many times the offense can line up and, and do the right thing, make the right plays. Because I bet half the teams in the league won't. They can't. Eventually, they'll make a mistake or get a little too greedy. So uh, you have to be on the same page defensively to do that. But at some point, you're going to start to see guys taking chances, Mm. especially at corners. Uh, If you have a chance to step in front of one and make a big play, now is the time when these guys start to try to make those plays. So it's either going to be a big play for you or against you. All right, so let's go to the offense right here. And I – I get it. Fans are fans. I'm a fan, and losing is frustrating, and everybody wants it to end as quickly as possible. I get it. But this, the fact that the question was even asked, and the question I'm talking about was, has Sean McVay considered giving up play-calling duties? <laughs> it's like, really? Do you not remember what this team looked like prior to his arrival? Do you not remember what we were just celebrating nine months ago? Do you not remember the other Super Bowl appearance? I'm not saying that every call that Sean McVay makes is an A+, but one half of a season that has been underwhelming, I'm not ready to take one of the great offensive minds of his generation and say hey don't do that anymore no. where does that come from I, you know people want to win uh, they want to run it back and you know there's a whole another element to football now with the embrace of uh, of las vegas type attitudes yes so people are upset more upset than usual uh but i've look there's only been a handful of plays where i'm like scratching my head like what was sean thinking one of them was keeping cooper cup in the game when he threw him that screen yeah when he got hurt against the first San Francisco, time. that was like, "Whoa, what are you doing there?" But for the most part, I mean, what would you call? Th- that's the thing, Demar. Yeah, I, I understand the frustration. I understand the wait. We're scoring fourteen points a game. This used to be, would we get to thirty or forty? That's what it was when Sean McVay first showed up. But it's not in a vacuum. It's not the play call. It's the play call plus the execution of the play that was called. And if if it's not blocked up right, if the quarterback doesn't have time, if there's no running game and the defense doesn't have to play a a two-way stop, then I don't care what the play call is. It's not going to be effective. No, not at all. Uh, Look, if you can't – it's hard to play football when you can't block anybody, run or pass. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's really tough to play football that way. So – some of those decisions to kind of give up, run the football, punt and play defense, to me, you have no other choice, really. I mean, it's it's hard for you to keep defenders off your quarterback on a first and 10 situation where there's a 50-50 chance running pass. When it's an obvious passing down and they're not playing run, it's almost a certainty they're going to get there, especially when those guys have good ends or good in- interior pass rushers. What, what do you do when you're in the situation that the Rams find themselves in, which is your best offensive player in Cooper Cup is down for at least four weeks and quite possibly and probably longer. Your quarterback is just coming off of a concussion injury and may or may not play. Your your, your second quarterback in John Wolford has got some bumps and bruises mm-hmm. along the way. And your menagerie of running backs has been highly ineffective all season and oh by the way your offensive line is a mash unit what 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 <laughs> this is going to sound where, funny. where do you go from there this is going to sound funny reach back to some old 2012 video mm. and look at the special teams because that's what you lean on i would say joe d camillus green light 
Whatever you'd like to do. Talking fakes. We you talking got a fake up? House. Sure. Yeah. Let's run it. What do you got for this? Absolutely. Uh, sometimes your best offensive play is the punt return. If your offense is struggling, you can't run the football and you can't pass protect. Sometimes your best your best available option to score is going to be on a punt return. You might as well get creative on those plays. Mm. It's a guaranteed possession for you, and let's see if you can get wild and stick one in the end zone. You think maybe we might see some of the guys that we have not seen much of? I, and I know this feels like a lifetime ago, but um, McCutcheon in the preseason was kind of the surprise of, of the early part. Yep. Love to see him. Tutu Atwell has really, it, when he's been up, hasn't been used hardly at all because Cooper Cup's not there, because you know Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson haven't been maybe the impactful players that you've been thinking. Do you try some of those guys a little further down the depth chart just to see what they might have? McCutcheon, yes. I think Tutu Atwell, I think – I don't want to say that ship has sailed, but it's getting close. Yeah. It's getting close to embarking. Yeah, they're uh, untying the ropes. Yes. I mean, this this is a team that's in need of a spark offensively. They need something to, to get this group jump-started, and he's still in street clothes. Mm. That tells me everything I need to know. Either something is not happening in the meeting room or in the practice field So you, for you not to be playing. But McCutcheon is a guy I'd love to see out there. He's big. Uh, he can block. He's a guy that you can use in the run game and in the passing game. That guy, I think, has earned and deserves some reps. And why not? I mean, at some point, it's like you get dealt the cards. I got to play these. This, yeah. this is what I have. There's no more aces in the deck. Me, I'm feeding Allen Robinson. Yeah. Once Cooper Cup is out, this is a guy I brought in as a free agent. He's still healthy. Regardless of what quarterback I got in there, I'm feeding that guy. Because you think it'll work or because I want to see why it's not working? Both. Okay. Both. And he might be your best weapon anyway. So this is what you're used to in Chicago. Being the only threat on an offense that's struggling. Being the only option for one quarterback. So be that guy. Be what they brought you in here to be. All right, so that's what the Rams have coming up in New Orleans against the Saints. What about the rest of the NFC West? The Seahawks are on a bye, and we got a little intra-division matchup overseas. We'll get into all of that. Plus, we'll put our final touches on the Rams and the Saints for Week 11. It's all coming up on Rams All Access on 710 ESPN. You are listening to Rams All Access on 710 ESPN. Travis Rogers sitting in for J.B. Long. Of course, DeMarco Farr is here each and every week. And Rams are in New Orleans to take on the Saints. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about the rest of the NFC West and what's going on right now inside the division. Everybody is still technically alive. Everybody's still got a chance to win the division, obviously, at the halfway point. But how big of a surprise is it that here we are, and they're on a bye this week, the Seattle Seahawks are at the top of the division because you go back to you know August when everybody's doing their power rankings and everybody's talking about who's going to win this division and who might be a wild card. I would be hard-pressed to find anybody that thought not only that the Seahawks wouldn't win the division, but that they wouldn't be fourth place in the NFC West. And here we are at the halfway point, and it doesn't look fluky. They look like a good team. I guess the big turnaround is Geno Smith, sure. a top-five quarterback. I, who saw that coming? But you know, I, I guess we have to uh, remember who drafted him out of college. You know, yeah, The Jets is the kiss of death. Sometimes where you go yeah. could, could be the – it determines the – course of your career but Gino's playing great football 17 and 4 passer rating of 108 uh so you know Pete Carroll was going to build sure uh they still have one of the best home field advantages in all of football it's Mm -hmm. so loud there so if they could find out a way or figure out a way to kind of solidify that quarterback spot they would be back in the hunt Pete Carroll would be back in the hunt I just didn't think it would be 
at six and four with the Rams at the bottom and Seattle at the top. And you look at too the trade that they made during the offseason. They send Russell Wilson to Denver and and they get a just a truckload of draft picks coming back the other way. And the idea, okay, well, yeah, they're gonna have picks. It's gonna take some time. They got Drew Locke, they got Geno Smith, they're obviously gonna have to go take a quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now all of a sudden you have a quarterback. You've got Geno Smith, and you're going to have all these draft picks. This is kind of one of those moments where not only has it worked out well for them in the short term in the 2022 season, but they could be set up for another little run coming up here because this was supposed to be the beginning of a rebuild, and the beginning of the rebuild is at the top of the division at the halfway I point. I know. We're all going to have to eat this big mud burger because, remember, we, we, we gave Seattle a lot of heat. You had to choose between Russell and Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. and you chose Pete Carroll. Oh, you chose the 75-year-old coach over <laughs> one of the elite quarterbacks. Well, who's laughing now? Like you said, he has a good chance, Seattle does, of winning this division. Plus, they get to rebuild again in the offseason yep. and get stronger. So, you think With Pete, a Denver pick, it's going to be a pretty good pick. Absolutely. Yeah. You thought Pete Carroll was done, Seattle was done? Think again. They're about to build again up there. Are you surprised that this is kind of off NFC West topic, but are you surprised that Russell Wilson has struggled the way that he has? I am. Uh, look, uh, something must be wrong with him. Um, physically? Physically. Has to be. Uh, to let Seattle let you go and then the way he's playing in Denver, it, it can't be Nathaniel Hackett. I'm sure that has something to do with it. But I don't know Russell about Wilson that. doesn't look right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's all Nat Hackett, but it, I think he's got some ownership in some of this. No? That story was worse than the Kyler Murray having the little thing in his contract where you have to study. When they have to go out and hire a coach to help you with the football stuff, aren't you a head coach? Do Do they have Call of Duty in Mexico? Because that, that's where Kyler Murray will be this week. They're, yeah. they're taking on the, the, uh, excuse me, the uh, San Francisco 49ers. It is a... Arizona home game, but this one will be played in Mexico City. It's a, it's mm. an international game. You, you're the right person to ask about this. You spent some time in Germany mm-hmm. with the World League of American Football. Is it just a matter of time? Before NFL we have, Europe. Yeah, NFL yeah, Europe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, before we have teams full-time in London, before we have a team in Mexico City or Munich or Toronto or someplace that's not in the contiguous U.S.? While I'm there in London in, or in Germany, they love American football, mm. and they get behind it. They don't understand a ton of it like Germany doesn't. London does more so than anybody else. Uh, you can play there. You can have a franchise there. It will be supported. The only thing I, have, I, I push the pause button on is the travel. The logistics. Oh, my gosh. I mean... What if you put two? Like I've, the theory that I've heard that's been most wh- whether you know, and Europe is obviously a, a further trip than Mexico City. But if you put two, and basically you take a road trip, you go over there, you play two weeks over there, yeah. And when they come over here, they're doing kind of, and so the schedule gets a little bit more tolerable when you can stay in a spot for a couple of weeks. Okay, see that's fun too. That's great in theory, but remember, a lot of players have families, hmm. so I have to leave my family for two weeks. Yeah, you know, I mean, think about that. You're you're all excited. You're, you're dream. How much do I like my family in this scenario? Well, you love your family. Let's <laughs> okay, pretend you love your family. You're young. You're still in your 20s. Yes, okay. You're still an idealist. But uh, no, think about it. You, you you live and dream about being drafted, and then you get drafted to a team that's in London. So I have to fly over there to play, oh, yeah. and my family can't get oh, there. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah, the, that, the, the, the guys on the London teams would be at a huge disadvantage a little bit, in that a little bit. That's the sure. only thing I push the pause on. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this game in Mexico City. Um, the Niners look far more dangerous with the addition of Christian McCaffrey yes 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 they look lethal I mean they were just 
blunt force trauma before. You know, they'll just knock you in the next week. Now they ha- actually have some skill on offense. Yeah, it's funny because the the Rams' relationship to the Niners feels very specific. That the Niners just have had the Rams number for so long, and then you watch the Niners play everybody else. You're like, well, why can't we beat those guys? And now all of a sudden, you see them with McCaffrey. It's uh. like. I can see where everybody's going to have trouble beating those you guys. You have a problem. I mean, look, he's a matchup nightmare. Same thing with Marshall Falk. He's a matchup nightmare. Uh, if you load the box, he can beat you out of the backfield. If you have that seven-man box, we're going to keep two safeties on the roof to mm-hmm. protect against Debo and Kittle. Well, then he's going to run the football and kill you that way. So he makes the defense have to dance to his tune, which opens everything else. So if you're a quarterback, even Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's even halfway good, he can't miss unless he misses. So with McCaffrey, it just changes everything. Do you think that they do they run down Seattle? I mean, it just it feels they could. just on paper. You look at it, there's still so much time left in the season too that they're going to be on a regular basis a better football team than Seattle. Or am I just still underestimating no. what Seattle has? You're right there. I just looked this up. Uh, Bosa has nine and a half sacks. And he's leading the league in quarterback hits with 24. Mm. Aaron Donald's got nine. Bosa's got 24. Wow. And we're halfway through. So they're just warming up. So have defensive line, will travel. Have Christian McCaffrey, you're a threat to score on every possession. The 49ers are just now starting to make their run. So really quickly on the Arizona Cardinals, we saw them last week. Obviously, Kyler Murray didn't play. Colt McCoy came in, did a really good job. They, they looked like they were a, a fully functioning NFL team despite playing a backup quarterback. You know, Murray, they just gave all the money to. He's their guy. He's their future. But can they can they find a way to bring a little bit more of a traditional approach? Or is that just look, you you got Kyler, he does what he does. He's an incredible athlete. He's a playmaker. To try to fit that square peg into the round hole, Man. it's just it's just you're gonna drive yourself crazy. Look, I, I talked to a friend of mine that works down in Arizona. I said, Look, Kyler Murray is clearly the better quarterback. Sure. He's better than Colt McCoy, but Colt McCoy is better for them. Mm. they're a complete football team with a quarterback like that that can spread it around. I mean, when you're playing with Kyler on offense, you're mostly standing around watching, especially if you're a receiver. Because the play that's called is not going to be the play that's run. Mm. It's whatever he decides to do. But with Colt McCoy, you at least have a chance to rep and do what you practice during the week, and you can have success doing it. You know what I mean? Sure. If they score with Kyler Murray, it's because of Kyler. When Colt McCoy is at quarterback and they score, it's because of everyone else out there. That's more football. That's got to be a peculiar dynamic because you're you're right. Like Kyler Murray is the guy on the commercials. He's the guy with all the money. He's the guy that they just gave a long term deal to. And I'm not sure we're not better with that guy over there. That's right. that's a weird position for now. I, I get the owner. I'm paying this guy. You got to play him. I get the coach that we're paying this guy. I got to play him. But if I'm one of the other players on the team, like uh. This works better with the other guy. That's got to be peculiar. I heard this from day one with Kyler, um, and this was a guy that was very anti-Kyler Murray. He said he will get guys fired, Mm. and this is the embryo stage of that. Why am I paying this guy X amount of dollars when we're actually better with Colt McCoy, at quarterback? Why did you talk me into this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this is how people, coaches, GMs, get canned. <laughs> By dude having the number one pick yeah. and getting it wrong, right? right. <laughs> and not getting the right guy along the way. Very quickly, Rams in New Orleans against the Saints. So we know that Matthew Stafford practiced with the team. We're still waiting to find out exactly what his status is for the weekend, but it seems like it's trending in the right direction. As far as playing, yes. Is that the right direction? That well, I guess for your that's tenth what I'm offensive you. line, and yeah. you're going to New Orleans <laughs> where it's loud and they play on AstroTurf. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll see. Um, look. 
I'll be very surprised if he takes snaps. Mm-hmm. I, I really will. I mean, this is a road game. Uh, you're having trouble keeping your quarterbacks healthy, and he is your number one asset. So I would be surprised if he actually took snaps on Sunday. What about Bryce Perkins? We saw him a ton in the preseason. We saw him a little bit against Arizona last week. We see kind of the same. If, in fact, it's Wolford, will we see the same amount of Perkins, or can we get a little more? You know what? I hope for more. I hope for more versus New Orleans. Uh, give them a different look and let Bryce, Person, Bryce Perkins get some run in there. It'll be a very basic offense, a little more run-oriented, but that's okay midseason when you're 3-6 and six and looking for a victory. Uh, if you want to play defense and special teams and run the football, then Bryce Perkins is your guy at quarterback. All right, that's going to do it for Rams All Access. Kickoff coming up at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, the Rams pregame show. Myself and Kirk Morrison, we got you started at 10. Right after that, we got the Rams postgame show as well. JB will be back next week. DeMarco, always a pleasure sitting in with you. My man. Right here on 710 ESPN. Go Rams.